Welcome to Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. This podcast was originally published on the week of February 4th, 2019, and runs for approximately 20 minutes. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. Hi again, everyone. It's Dave, and we're back again with more Seat Yourself. Of course, by now you know that Seat Yourself is our 15 to 20 minute podcast on all the latest in the hospitality tabletop sector. This week, we're particularly jazzed and ready to head off to what I'm sure is going to be a great NAFM show in Orlando. There's lots happening in food service, and there's definitely lots happening in hospitality tabletop. Throw in a little sunshine and some 70 degree temps, and like everybody else from the northern climates, we're more than ready to head off to Orlando. But this year, unfortunately for us, it's going to be a quick hit and run as we visit NAFM, as we're only going to be there for day number one. And then we head off to Frankfurt for the world-famous Ambiente Show. Ambiente, as you've heard us say, is the world's largest consumer goods trade show. And while it's not specifically for hospitality, in re- recent years, more and more hospitality, or horeca as they call it, has been showing up at Ambiente. That fact combined with some incredible booth designs and some product merchandising creativity, makes Ambiante a must-see for us every February. In our 60 Seconds with Shannon segment this week, Shannon talks about the impact on what happens when tabletop companies venture off into buffetware and vice versa, when buffetware companies venture into tabletop. What makes that crossover work well and what issues can cause problems? Of course, Shannon Talon is the rock star category manager for both those categories for the Edward Don and Company. And since more and more of those crossovers are happening, we thought it'd be great to get her inside take on them. So with that, let's get started. We always start with our stat of the week here at Seat Yourself. And this week's stat is 75%. Recently, CFO Jason Liberty of Cruise Line RCCL was quoted as saying that 75% more Chinese passengers are taking a trip that doesn't include China now more than just three years ago. And he added that cruises in Europe and Alaska have seen passengers from China more than double. We've talked a lot about the boom in cruise ships that is underway. And in fact, in the next three years, more than 21 new vessels, each carrying more than 2,000 passengers each, will hit the seas. Total passenger counts for those vessels will be more than 80,000. Simply amazing. So if you were wondering how the cruise line brands were going to find their passengers, the growing number of passengers from China just may be a big part of that answer. And for our way of thinking, all this is great news for tabletop suppliers since many of the cruise lines are using food and beverage as a central part of their cruise themes. While great food and beverage has always played a part in the cruise passenger experience, now F&B seems to be taking on an even more elevated role with companies like RCCL, Holland America, and Princess Cruises all creating specialty food and beverage cruises. They're adding new restaurants on board and even trying new shorter duration, quote unquote, new to cruises to entice first timers into uh, trying the cruise life. With this increased focus on food and beverage comes great opportunities for tabletop suppliers of all types to bring added value to the passenger dining experience. I'll repeat what I've said before. Supplying cruise lines has to be on every aggressive tabletop supplier's radar screen. Yes, it's a longer term selling cycle. We understand that. And yes, it's truly competitive. But for tabletop suppliers that can help a cruise line differentiate their passionate dining experience while meeting the incredible service demands of the industry, the rewards are pretty special. And while the growth of passengers originating from China has 
principally been passengers who fly to a destination and then take a cruise, you can expect more and more of the cruises themselves will begin to originate from China. And that means likely more supply and resupply will be done in ports in Asia. So suppliers will have to take that into their consideration. Capturing larger shares of the tabletop business on board cruise, the cruise lines is a growing, growing business. And it won't be easy, but the opportunities are certainly unique versus any other segments when it comes to hospitality tabletop. Our top news story this week is the announcement of the Crown Brands acquisition of the Oneida Group's food service operations. Early this past week came the announcement that many had been expecting that Crown Brands would indeed be taking over the food service operations from the Oneida Group. The only real surprise here is the fact that it is only the food service piece, the food service dinnerware, flatware, and crystal glassware units of the Oneida Group that have gone over to Crown Brands. But the deal makes sense to us. Our hope is that the Oneida brand can, in hospitality, will get some stability, some long-term direction in the hospitality segment, and frankly, some love and nurturing from the team at Crown Brands. According to John Schroeder, EVP at Crown Brands, the Oneida Food Service portfolio gives us an iconic brand and a significant tabletop portfolio to augment our current front-of-the-house offering. In the announcement of the acquisition, Schroeder went on to talk about the increase in overall industry relevance of the Oneida products will bring to the Crown brands, along with the practicality of a wider range of food service solutions coming from a single source. The Oneida brand in hospitality has had a tough road for a number of years under a variety of leaderships. So to see the Oneida food service effort now being merged into the Crown Brands portfolio could very well be good news for this great legacy brand. And of course, Crown Brands already has a core group of brands such as Update, Focus Food Service, Tomlinson, Correct Barware, and Johnson Rose. The addition of the Oneida food service products should be a great complement to those already existing brands. It should also be noted that in a separate announcement, the Oneida Group will retain and will continue to sell Anchor Hawking glassware to the food service industry. The Oneida Group plans to increase sales support to the Anchor Hawking brand in this channel, and the company, which is in the process of moving distribution from Savannah, Georgia back to Lancaster, Ohio, also plans to expand their plant production capacity to provide better service and to support that growth. In the Oneida Group's announcement was a reminder of their other recent announcement that the flagship Oneida retail flatware business will be returning to the company, ending a license agreement that has existed since 2009. The company also plans to expand its specialty glass sales to meet the growing demand in the wine and spirits industry. So there's a lot going on in the world of the Oneida brand lately. We wish all sides great success in all of this. In our next news story, We've talked for some time that tabletop suppliers need to look in quote-unquote non-traditional locations for business going forward, and this might just be one of those situations. Fraport is a company that manages airport operations, and they originally started with the airport in Frankfurt, Germany. They were founded in 1924, and they now uh, their reach stretches across four continents, and they do activities at 30 airports. They provide services and service management at airports. And at Fraport, their goal is better airports. Simple enough. And for our way of thinking, logically, as a part of the mission to improve uh, service at airports, is improving the restaurant service. So where are we going with all this? Well, the other day, Fraport announced that it's adding management of the concession areas of Nashville's International Airport to its growing list of U.S. airports that it manages. 
This will mean that it will manage the expansion and the upgrade of concession shops for over 90 locations, restaurants, and service outlets. And they're going to spend $17 million all along the way. All of this is supposed to be completed by 2023 in Nashville. And in addition to Nashville, Fratport also manages Baltimore's BWI Airport. They manage Cleveland's International Airport. They manage the JetBlue Terminal at JFK in New York. And finally, they manage the Pittsburgh International Airport concessions and restaurants and services. We talk always about utilizing better food and better beverage options and improving the overall guest experience at various types of outlets from retail shops to healthcare and airports probably have the greatest potential for improving the guest dining experience. And that's why we are mentioning Fratport and the growing global reach of their airport services management. It's just one more non-traditional opportunity for the hospitality tableware supplier community. In our first product segment this week, a company that we're looking forward to seeing both in Orlando and in Frankfurt is Churchill China. Churchill has launched a bunch of new dinnerware designs in the past handful of months, and while we've seen the pictures, we always love that first-hand tactile experience of picking the product up, getting the feel, getting the look, just as you might see it in use at a restaurant. Plus, we would just like to keep a general eye on the folks at Churchill and what they're doing, especially design-wise. Churchill's dinnerware collection designs have really come on strong in the last several years, so we're always trying to keep an eye out for what's new from Churchill. I'm guessing that we just may see a surprise or two in the next week or so, or so in either one show or the other. One collection we're particularly interested in seeing is Churchill's new Isla collection. That dinnerware has a graceful and contemporary relief design in it that comes in two colors, ocean blue and shale gray. Isla looks to be the kind of dinnerware design that, to us, we're going to see it in a wide variety of restaurant concepts. And Isla from Churchill is definitely on our get-to-know-better list for the upcoming shows. And while we're talking about Churchill, this is a company that sometimes can seem a little quiet in certain parts of the world, but whenever we've looked a a little bit closer at them, it's definitely not the case. Churchill is a well-managed company, although perhaps a bit more conservative than to our liking, but Churchill continues to deliver positive results for all their stakeholders. In fact, Churchill delivers positive results on such a regular schedule, it's almost downright boring. In the last five years, sales are up 25% and their profits have more than doubled. No ups, no downs, only steady as she goes, positive growth. Churchill, great brand, great products, great people, great results. Okay, in our second company segment, another company that was already on our list of must-see in Orlando at the NAFM show is American Metalcraft. Sure, they've got new and cool, easy to add to your existing assortment tabletop products. And yes, it's true, we want to see their new Isabella Melamine collection. We want to see that one in person. But you've heard us talk about all that before. But now, Matt Wills and the marketing team at American Metalcraft, they've pulled us in with the retro rad chef Emily Ellen. I've never met this lady, but heck, I was sold as soon as I saw the frames of her glasses. So since we're at NAFM only for day one, it looks like you can find me at the American Metalcraft booth at 11 a.m. sharp. I'm not sure there's another company in hospitality tabletop. Hey, and remember, they do great back-of-the-house products, too, that's having as much fun as American Metalcraft. So if you're looking for us on Thursday morning, look for us at booth 2039. We'll see you there. Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave asks Shannon Talon of Edward Don and Company the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about mergers and consolidation of tableware and buffetware companies and their impacts on the industry. Hi, we're back again with Shannon from Edward Don and Company, and today's question involves both the tabletop and buffetware categories, since Shannon, you're responsible for both of those categories within the Edward Don and Company uh, organization. Tell us if 
how does that work for you? Is that beneficial to you if somebody has both tabletop, what I would call traditional tabletop and buffetware, or does it make it more complicated uh, decision making? I think it depends. So it can be it can be very beneficial. It can be very helpful when uh, a tabletop or buffet company goes into that other complementary category. As customers are trying to figure out ways to evolve their business models to improve their, to increase their profitability, increase their traffic um, and such over time. We see restaurants and more traditional food service customers adding catering and adding banqueting or buffet um, as a way to make more money. So in those instances, when our supplier partners are, say on the tabletop side, delving into buffet, they can be a real value added partner that can be a one-stop shop for a customer. And they'll get, a, can get a consistent look and feel with similar looking products in buffet, similar looking products in tabletop. I think where it becomes a challenge is when you have a company that goes into a complementary category just to keep up with the Joneses, if they don't have the quality product uh, and they don't have the necessary breadth and depth, it can almost end up hurting them, I think. And so I sort of, I feel as though you can't be one foot in. If you're gonna make an investment in one of those complementary categories, you really have to be all in and it has to fit your business model so that you don't end up disappointing the end user. Now, here's Dave with this week's commentary. On this week, Dave talks about brand opportunities. In thinking about the Crown Brands acquisition of the Oneida Group's food service, dinnerware, flatware, and glassware portfolio this week, I can't help but be hopeful for the future of the Oneida brand within the food service segment. After all, I'm a big fan of brands and the value they bring to this and really any industry. In this case, it's easy to imagine the benefits and the opportunities to both Crown Brands and the Oneida brand. Equally, on the other side, I can also imagine the apparent benefits to the Oneida Group for their Anchor Hawking brand, both in food service and retail, with their added support and also their renewed effort that the returning management is going to be bringing to the retail sector for the Oneida flatware brand. There's no question that consolidations, acquisitions, roll-ups, whatever term you like to use, can bring huge benefits and opportunities to all those involved. But I also can't help but see the opportunities created by consolidations and acquisitions in general. Let me start by saying I have no idea what the specific plans are for the acquisition of the Oneida food service brands other than what's been announced officially. I'm simply using that as another in the ongoing consolidation of manufacturers and supply chain companies within hospitality and food service and the world beyond. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. The reality is anytime you have an acquisition, that means change. Change makes most of us anxious, as in what does it mean to me? And let's be honest, often the reason an acquisition or consolidation makes sense is the reduction of duplicate overheads, better efficiencies, et cetera, et cetera. And this can mean that people will lose their jobs, but it's not always the case. Many times it can mean that a brand now will have access to resources it wouldn't simply have had otherwise. Being acquired can mean a brand will now get better attention and when under the guidance of a new entity, the brand may have more strength than ever in the marketplace, meaning more opportunity to grow and more opportunity to flourish. And frankly, at least from what I've read, that appears to be the case for all sides in the Oneida Crown Brands deal. But I also want to talk about another type of opportunity. This is the opportunity for new emerging companies to benefit by the quote-unquote big getting bigger. I was recently reading about the specialty coffee business, for instance, and there was mention of multinational giants like Coke, Pepsi, J.B. Holdings getting into the specialty coffee business. Specialty coffee companies like Intelligentsia, Blue Bottle, Stumptown, and others will no longer be the startups they once were, and they were startups not so long ago. 
But reading this served as a reminder to me that new startups are happening all the time. And often the game plan, quote unquote, is to grow big and eventually sell out. But every industry is looking for a better product, a better idea, or better way of doing business. And when companies get acquired or consolidate, another type of opportunity is created. This new opportunity means that other startups, or yet to be started companies, may begin to grow in ways they might not have been able to dream about just a few years ago. And as I said, there's always room for great new ideas, or today, great new experiences. And as for those new startups, they often have access to talent or new business locations that acquisitions and consolidations might make available. Think about the experienced barista who chooses not to quote-unquote go corporate. Some lucky new specialty shop may just find their next great manager or owner. And often, great entrepreneurs are born out of opportunities that arise from an acquisition or a consolidation. So whether it's specialty coffee, the airline's business, or hospitality tabletop, it's always the same. Consolidation means opportunity on a whole variety of levels in a whole variety of ways. So in addition to the renewed focus for the Oneida brand and the Anchor Hawking brand, we're guessing that other emerging brands will gain some benefits as well. And while we're truly excited about the news of this past week for our hospitality tabletop sector, we understand and we realize it's also important to remember that everyone may not share that same level of excitement. However, opportunities will be there. Let's just make sure we're all looking for them. Well, that's it, everybody. That wraps up today's Seat Yourself podcast. I look forward to joining you either in Orlando or in Frankfurt. I want to thank Shannon Talon for joining us. And of course, I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in today. And finally, I want to thank the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring, in part, this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. This is Dave Turner, and we'll see you next time. But always remember, Tabletop Matters. For more information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com or email Dave at dt at tabletopjournal.com. Tabletop